0: You're not the
1: only one
0: with mixed emotions. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Welcome to Mixed Emotions. Hello, friends. We're here for, you know, all the longtime listeners who have yet to hear any of the episodes we recorded previously and never released. Here we are.
1: Here we are. We're ready, I think. I hope so.
0: I mean, but technically (laughs) this is the beginning. Because you have tuned in to the official EP01 of Mixed Emotions. Yes, Spring Awakening. The Spring Awakening brought to you by Rinchin and Brienne. Brienne and Rinchin. So what is Mixed Emotions?
1: It's a magical potion of a podcast, Rinchin. Just two best friends. You know, talking about life. Love, friendship. What we love, what we don't
0: love. Yep. Each episode, you know, we're going to be opening up, checking in
1: with ourselves. And the energy around us. And hopefully facilitating conversations, helping each other get through these trying
0: times. I mean, listen, we are just trying to glow and grow with the emotions that the universe likes to throw at us. Yes. But you know, you're not the only one with mixed emotions, right? No,
1: not at all. What is life without mixed emotions?
0: (laughs) Uh, All right. Okay. So let's get into this.
1: So I would say self-check, Brianne.
0: The year is... 2022 year of the water tiger you have a sweet sweet petite one-year-old i do how are we feeling how are we healing
1: i am starting to feel like myself again well that's amazing stevie is pretty much sleep trained so that means i have evenings to myself i don't have to eat at 11 30 p.m at night oh my goodness standing in the kitchen <laughs> wondering what happened to me (laughs) where i am oh my goodness but like there is a lot of pressure to be like a active mom
0: obviously this generation of parents you have more information more resources period yes well like i always hear my aunties kind of just talking about you know well this generation you got to keep your kids on a schedule we didn't care about a schedule you were just dragging along to wherever we were going, yeah. sleeping on the couch.
1: I think that's something that I've heard from a lot of people is like, <laughs> the kids do what you do. And that's how it is for a certain generation, our parents' generation and generations before them. I am not rigid with a the schedule. There is definitely a time Stevie needs to eat food. Might try to get her to take a nap during the day, which is very difficult. My daughter does not sleep during the day. And there is a time where she needs to be in bed. But as far as like rigidly, like, oh my gosh, it's 11.30. That means it's story time. No, I'm not like that at all. I kind of let Stevie guide me. Yeah, I mean, it has to to be that part for sure. Just like you're
0: gonna listen to your child as they show you personalities of themselves, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. And she's a really happy-go-lucky kid. She really loves people. She loves people more than I do. (laughs) She's making me talk to strangers, which I guess is good for me. Oh my God, all your playdates and new mom friends. I'm not.
0: I mean, we are blessed with great actual mom friends.
1: Yes, <laughs> we all had babies pretty much at the same time. You know, that's a blessing of this pandemic is a lot of us were able to slow down and have children. We're not young moms. No. But we look young. It is true. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out like weaning, Stevie's still breastfeeding. I thought that I would be done nursing her as soon as she turned a year old. My sister tells me a story of that's how she stopped. Just one year old, done, off the boob. Stevie's different. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna do childland weaning, which means when Stevie is ready to stop suckling from my breast, and then I'll stop nursing, but I don't but know. But like, we'll also
0: have self checks if she's like five years old, you know? No, I can't do that.
1: <laughs> no, she won't, like, I think. I don't know. She doesn't need it anymore. She eats all day long. Yeah. It's just really like if she doesn't see me because I'm starting to work again, like I'm back to my normal work schedule. She doesn't see me. That's the first thing she wants to do. So it's like I feel like it's like a check in for her. And she's my baby. So, you know, it's hard for me. I mean, yeah, I don't
0: know. But at the same time, like that is equally part of weaning is for you
1: and her yeah i'm trying to not be hard on myself i'm also like in this weird thing of like oh as soon as i stop breastfeeding stevie i'll be able to lose weight because i feel like i'm like 15 pounds overweight and i'm trying to be gentle with myself i don't really have the time to work out yet Me and Morris are like Stevie's primary caregivers. We don't have a regular sitter yet. So there's like no time for me to really do that. Mm -hmm. It's just hard because I don't think I'm fat. You're petite, (laughs) just like Stevie. (laughs) But I do have a belly. And that belly is causing me to wear jeans that I feel are too big for me. But this is life and I have a beautiful, healthy baby. You do. I'm healthy, so I shouldn't pick it myself. But
0: I mean, I live in LA. You live in the Bay. There's so much more walking. I mean, how are your strolls? I mean, I'm a new dog mom. And let me tell you, three walks a day has definitely been helping. But I mean, there's so much more walking that I miss about living yeah. in the Bay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm walking all the time. I won't even let uh, Morris, like, take me to work sometimes. I'm just like, no, I'm walking to Bart. I need this time to walk. We try to at least walk Toast, our dog. I have a dog, a beautiful dog. We try to walk him at least, like, once a week, at least, like, a good four-mile walk, you know? Oh, yeah. To give him the exercise that he needs. (sighs) It's just hard. It's hard. And I don't have room for a Peloton in my apartment, okay? Can you borrow your sister's? Is that a thing? I could. I just don't know when I'm going to have time to go over there and do it. I bought shoes. They're sitting at her house waiting for me to wear. Hey, you know, that's part of it. you got to just schedule yourself, like, some
0: little workout time. And instead of going to a gym, you're walking over to your sister's house. (laughs) You know?
1: Walking to Jill's house. You know, this is my workout
0: time hour at your house. Just so you know, FYI, Jill, you're about to get a calendar
1: reminder of when... Brianne's workout
0: schedule is at your house.
1: (laughs) We'll do a shared calendar. My sister will love that. That issue leads me, because sometimes, you know, I get caught up in Instagram mom life, which I know is not real.
0: No, it isn't. Neither is 50 hashtags (laughs) to one photo.
1: But, you know, these women are like, they're wild. They're just like strapping their baby to them and like, lifting weights and doing all the things and I'm like, oh my gosh, am I a lazy mother? No, and they're just like maybe getting like free baby gear. Is that like part of their incentive? Well, it's their job. They've monetized motherhood. That's what Ooh. it is.
0: Soundbite. <laughs> Episode number two, how to monetize motherhood. Without exploiting your child. But basically exploiting your, your child. child.
1: <laughs> like, okay. The opinions that are about to be expressed are mine and mine alone. They do not reflect the opinions of my esteemed co-host, Rinchen Lama, But I have, like, a real issue with, like, these... They'll do these, like, lineup photos with people who have a lot of children. And over each child's head, it will say, like, how the child was born, like... Wait, what? Okay, so, like, it'll be a lineup. The mom and then all also, of her how children. how do you fit all this
0: in one photo? But go ahead, Continue.
1: And it'll be like one child natural vaginal birth. Next child cesarean. Next child V back, which is where they have to suck the baby out of you. And next Wait, child. And nat- these are
0: photos of children that like know each other?
1: They're like women who have many children, like women who've had four or five children. Oh, so this is
0: one mother and the All
1: of her children like lined up. Okay. And then over it she'll have written like how she had each baby. Sorry, I'm here now. That is intense. And I'm like, why? Also why? Why? Why do you need to tell everybody this? For what? Are you bragging? (laughs) Good for you. The miracle of childbirth. It fucking sucks. (laughs) I'm still traumatized from it. I don't know if like...
0: I I mean, listen, y'all deserve trophies, all of the things. It is a goddamn miracle.
1: It is. It's a miracle. The miracle of life. As a woman, when you have a baby, you understand... The line between life and death is very thin. Mm-hmm. It's a razor's edge. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person who thinks that's like sacred private knowledge that you would share with like your friends and family, like your loved ones. I mean, that checks. That's kind of one. But that's who I am as a person, and I know that other people are not like that. Especially now, our generation in particular, everything is in the street. Yeah. So it's like a fu- everything's
0: in the streets. People want to quote unquote tell their story, you know, and have every right to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when more stories are told, people can connect and can create better like vulnerabilities and like humanity of community like, the and humanity of like what these different versions of parenting, motherhood, childbirth, etc. So I guess I understand that part, but I mean, it does make me feel good that you, as you as a mother, seeing that annoys you and me as. Not being a mother <laughs> sees that it annoys me. However, but you know like,
1: what else I have, and I don't know if a lot of people have it. I have a community of friends. I was just. About, I have a lot just of female friends. Yeah, a lot of other women might feel really isolated and might need that community that they find on the 1,000%. internet. One thousand percent. So I understand. Are you getting a different perspective today? I am. I'm. <laughs> hmm. Do we just
0: do we just self check on ourselves? <laughs> I mean, but gratitude, right? Yeah. Because you do. I do. You have a sister. She has two children. We have a community of mothers and friends and just amazing women in our lives. So, you know, there's that.
1: All of us are very different. We're all doing very different things. So basically, also on
0: the next episode, we're going to do a lineup of all of our friends and how their birth story was. (laughs) And it's actually going to be not as annoying.
1: (laughs) Am I a lazy mom? I, don't not know.
0: A, I mean, listen,
1: I look mm-hmm. at Stevie, and that is the sweetest child. She's easy. Stevie, I feel like, knows what she's here to do. I'm just here to facilitate that journey and help her be kind to other people. And also, we're only in year one, so, you know, who knows? I don't know. I think she knows what she's doing.
0: <laughs> Damn, kudos to you.
1: What are you up to? What time?
0: I mean, I guess I'm definitely healing and releasing Dreaming a lot. I'm also in a great current state of gratitude. I mean, probably, you know, for the first time ever in a really long time, I'm succeeding at being present, Mm -hmm. I think, which we all are aiming to do all the time. Yes. You know me. It's incredibly hard for me to do that. (laughs) And for the world to hear, obviously, and as you know, like after what felt like a lifetime or like seven years, I left corporate tech, marketing, music world to lay down to take a break of an environment and a mentality that was like no longer supporting my like fullest expression, my highest vision. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't mean it wasn't like, you know, painful, but yeah, I was ready to like repurpose my purposes and just create a new space. So I'm very much in that kind of frame of mind, beginning of year 2022, so who knows how things will be down the road. But right now, I'm actually in a great place. And I'm also really geeked out about what my next journey will be. So, you know, that's obviously maybe self-check for, like, episode dose. I am really excited about what is to come. And I think just the part of, like, creating space for what's next to come and not having this linear version of, like, okay, well, I'm stoked because I'm going to now do this, this, and this in my next place or my next journey. It's more of, like, yeah, I mean... Very 101, but sometimes it takes a while to actually click. Yeah. But allowing myself to just be present has been really cool.
1: For the first time, are you feeling like I'm going to see what happens instead of trying to make something happen? Or,
0: you know, what tends to happen is obviously you want to, in my head, like create a story arc, create a narrative. (laughs) What is the episodes and seasons going to look like? It has worked also well in my life, Mm -hmm. working in that kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there is a different version of like courage and growth that comes when you do kind of just release and leave something without knowing what's next, but kind of just know that you're creating space for what's next. Yes. So that's been pretty cool to just notice it moment by moment versus like, I'm doing this and I think it's going to go here or I'm doing this and if it goes here, then it'd be cool to, you know, yeah, just create, again, those different versions without actually like having step one. Mm -hmm. And I had a reading recently, just another version of affirmation, but like according to my numerology, it's my first personal year, Okay, which I don't know a ton about, but like just for background, we all kind of go through... A nine year cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, your first is kind of your personal year. So the fact that 2022 is like actually year one for me and I've just finished my nine year cycle, I was like, all right, this checks. It kind of goes throughout, you know, your first being your personal kind of brand new year, second kind of being around partnerships, cooperation. I think year three is about self expression and communication, year four is organization, planning, details slowly gets into like seven, eight, and nine, which is really, again, kind of the culmination and the kind of how you reach completion mm-hmm. into the next phase. I mean, I don't know much about this. Maybe you do, but I think that's kind of how Saturn's return.
1: I don't know how many years it takes Saturn to return. I guess 27 years, 28 years. I just know that it's always around the,
0: like 27, right? When you're like 27. That's yeah, like 27 you're to 30, 31. Something like that. That's when you,
1: your life gets hairy. I had a reading as well. I had a haunted house reading. What? Which is where Oh yes. This an astrologer. Is, I, I, I was ready to hear this live. Intuitive psychic medium. Why is it called haunted house? Because she looks at your chart to see if there's any generational curses. Woo! Let me tell you, we
0: love and it's important to connect with our ancestors and
1: well, you gotta make sure you're connecting with the right ones, folks.
0: But that's what I was about to say. You know, go into those roots and being proud of where you come from, obviously, Mm -hmm.
1: and your story, there's going to be a mixed bag of emotions of who's part of your story sometimes. Who's part of your story or which ancestors are there to help you be the best that you can or which ancestors are trapped in the energy and pain of their own lives and they can't, let's say, move forward towards a feeling of wholeness. In the spirit world, some spirits are kind of stuck due to things that happen to them in their, their
0: So living. this is kind
1: of intense. So this
0: reading is just to like delineate and
1: let you know who yeah, those people are. Who those people are and give you the tools you need to help them move on or if you just need to close that door completely.
0: But what if you don't even know what that story is? It's like... So it's a wonderful
1: listen. chance to talk to the elders of your family and see what they want to tell you about it.
0: All right, so what went that? Well,
1: about? basically it was confirmation of things that I have been experiencing and kind of knew within myself, but wanted to make sure that I wasn't a crazy person, kind of.
0: So Brienne, just so we all know, obviously we all have a level of intuition, but Brienne's level...
1: I'm somebody who actively tries to cultivate it. Facts. So I think everybody is intuitive. I think everyone could communicate with whatever it is. I don't know what the fuck it is. You just have to be open to it. And you'll receive messages. So it was really just confirmation of a lot of things I had already felt. In regards to certain familial lines. I don't want to go into too much detail because it's, you know. Personnel? It's personal and it's heavy and it's kind of dark.
0: I mean, does she just reveal mm-hmm. this and like, cool, live with it? Or do like, is there tools? That yeah, you no, can- there's okay. tools. Great. She gave
1: me something <laughs> that, you know, we can do as a family together to help this spirit move on. Wow. So that's something that we're working on together as a family. Wow, that is heavy, but talk about a real release. Yeah, a real release. I think it's very important, and this is just from my perspective, for black Americans. In order for us to heal, we kind of have to get weird. We really do need to get weird. We need to get in touch with old spiritual practices that have been kind of lost to us yeah in a like a relatively short time. yeah, a lot of our elders are passing away. I mean, I lost both my grandfathers within a two- year period. I just feel it like it's very important as a black woman to get in touch with the pain that my ancestors experienced. And it's heavy. But I don't want the same patterns to repeat for future generations. like I'm trying part, to make I mean, myself that's... as well as I can, emotionally, spiritually, physically, so that I can make sure that Stevie doesn't experience those same things that have been going on for a long time.
0: That's the most beautiful point of it is like, we will be one day ancestors to somebody mm-hmm. our future generations, right? Yeah. And so it's not always about like, it stops with me or it stops with this, but the fact that we do hold that same power to be that lineage, you know, where it could start with us. Period. Yeah. Is like a great way to look at that because you're going to have to heal and deal with what came and what's your stories before you. Yeah.
1: She also told me that if I wanted to, I could start fortune telling. Ooh. She said that due to certain placements like I have the ability to like go into trance and see things. So I'm actually taking an online class about protection spells and Malefica, which are like hexes and curses, just so that I can have a grasp on these things so that if I do decide to actually like start giving people readings, I understand how to protect Myself and my family energetically. I mean, you have to be so conscious of that, even in your own practice. As oh a, yeah, as a massage therapist, I do. Yeah, I have to ground
0: myself all the time. And there's so much energy that you pick up mm-hmm. from your clients and in, in general that, like, if you are even to go deeper with your work yourself, it's pretty important to have these like protection yeah. rituals and things for yourself. I guess you know maybe for our listeners to get excited for what's to come. <laughs> We do end every episode with a little potion mix. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really cool to see your journey of maybe some different potions to come will be about some of these protections. Yeah,
1: protection things. Because while at the same time I'm like, oh, I don't even want to give space to think that people can actually curse one another. But as I'm getting older, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, people can have ill will towards you and... it can affect your life I've known certain people who are no longer in my life that were very powerful and I think they were doing certain things that I didn't have a full grasp of but now in my old age I'm like "Mm." like using their power for bad? using their power for control Yeah, I think a lot of people use it to control others (sighs) Yeah, (laughs) that's what I think so you know that's what I'm doing right now just diving in Because why? I mean, that is
0: such a mixed bag of emotions. (laughs) You were talking about schedules and kind of your new kind of mom life earlier, and I think, while somewhat relevant, but what made me think about it, segueing into it is kind of going back and forth with like my definitions and my relationships around like rules Mm -hmm. versus like routines. Mm -hmm. you know i mean obviously my relationship is changing around and and aka like i'm trying to live with far fewer rules and you know create many more routines Mm -hmm. i'm in a place right now again where i'm just really blessed to just kind of listen to my body and myself and just making decisions just really for the purpose of just enjoying them and learning right now but instead of being in, like, a robot routine frame of mind. Obviously, you know, I need to wake up by this time, before this meeting. Even, like, I need to make sure I need to walk my dog by this time to allow these amount of hours. Mm-hmm. Which, like, is totally natural. and Yeah. Like we all do it, and we need it to, obviously, some degree. But I, personally, was revolving them all around my job. Mm-hmm. And just one thing. Which, if you're caring for a human, that's, like, another thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know? So, I was. I saw them more as rules. And when I saw them more as rules, it was something I had to stick to. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, you know, I kind of struggle, I think, with discipline in general and my, like, relationship of what I think is discipline Mm -hmm. versus, like, with this time off, if I'm just creating more daily, monthly, weekly routines, they're just more, like, reminders. Okay. I don't know. I mean, we're all just trying to, I think, move through our world where we're motivated and orientated with, like, rewards and pleasures, right? Yeah. It's funny that you made me think about it. It's been kind of messing with my head and I'm creating a different relationship around these kind of rules versus routines. And then I even just saw a post today like the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. And like, do I believe that?
1: What? The secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. Okay. I have to sit on that.
0: Again, with this time off, I am trying to like go in. I will shout out a teacher and a course that I'm taking by this woman, Jamila Reddy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Lifestyle designer. Okay. Teacher, you know, all about like interior
1: design. like But your interior. Okay. You know, she takes Your inner
0: world. Your inner world. Okay. Definitely new information that's not necessarily the first time you're hearing it, right? But because of where I am right now, when I hear it, it does feel new to me. And it is feeling new. And so... Where I'm at, I'm in a new place of receiving it, too. So there are certain things that are definitely clicking. And, you know, sometimes maybe just, like, adding some new repolished tools to my tool belt. So so this is why I have to shout out to her. And I would definitely check her out, Jamila Reddy, and a lot of the courses and things that she does do. So I won't reveal all, like, the secrets of some of these courses or, like, what she gets into, really. But there is one of the courses or sections that is about reimagining. So she introduces like this amazing, really like juicy, creative visualization um, mm-hmm. exercise where basically you wake up in your ideal day in the life that you're calling in. It doesn't need to be like your wedding day or like something insanely like <laughs> you know, the perfect every whatever. Your ideal day. You're waking up and it's just an ideal day that you... You're doing things that you would like to do. Exactly. Okay. And the takeaway really is like your visions... All these things that you desire, if they seem impossible, then you're actually, they're actually too small. Mm -hmm. You're not being expansive enough. Mm -hmm. And by doing this exercise or, you know, these activations as she calls it, it's giving yourself this permission to go there. Mm -hmm. And to kind of exceed to this, like, the most wildest imagination you have. Okay. And then once you walk through your beautiful day, you -hmm. extract kind of the feelings you felt. That way, that's kind of a way to correlate them to something you can do today right now. Okay. That gives you that same, I guess, like... That
1: same feeling? Kind of that feeling. Okay.
0: Because, you know, that point, if you are... And obviously, you can just do this exercise whenever you want. But when you are going towards and living your life really thinking about your highest visions then your everyday and your present visions can start to feel really good too. Yeah. And maybe we'll edit this part out, but I'm not sure. But like, let me give you like the first 15 seconds, right? All right. I wake up. Yes. I have a gorgeous home. Yes. With a beautiful landscape place that looks out. Yes. I have a fine ass man that wakes up right next to me. Okay. I have this room that's like this gorgeous meditation kind of room that's separate like okay. you know I, it made me think about like my parents they wake up they do a lot of these like lighting certain candles and kind of doing certain like chanting and things so I already just have this like gorgeous room that that is my place devoted to that, I to to that. To. while like maybe a private chef is like creating breakfast for me downstairs <laughs> and Momo my dog not that like she knows how to take herself out to have her morning you know pee routine there's just an area for her to already kind of have that where she, you know, fast forward to parts of my day where we'll, we'll go on this, like, amazing hike. But, like, in the beginning of the day, like, I don't have to, like, take her out. She just... There's she just... has a yard. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyways, literally the second you wake up to the second you go to bed. And I just thought it was so fun.
1: That sounds like a wonderful exercise. Sounds like a tons of fun. I think people... To work with the imaginal, your imagination. What are your dreams? What are your desires? What are illusions? (laughs) What are...
0: (laughs) What have you been illusioning your whole life?
1: (laughs) Totally. (laughs) I don't think there's anything wrong with fantasizing, but I think it can be tricky sometimes because... You can kind of get stuck in dreams or ideas of what you think your life should look like, as opposed to like what would make you feel happy. Well,
0: exactly. And I
1: think, you know, you
0: can't do things
1: like an exercise like
0: that only being fixated on the what Mm -hmm. you know obviously i love the part of me waking up to a baller ass house but like i can't just get fixated on the what it's like the feeling of deep rest like waking up part of my exercise when i did it was like i didn't need an alarm when i woke up like i just woke Woke up up. (laughs) in like deep rest you know what i mean like that part Mm -hmm. of the feeling versus like just being fixated on the fact that like you know
1: yeah you're with a fine ass man but you're not specifically hoping that it's a certain fine ass man exactly yeah you know mm-hmm. it's just like oh that like he's still there
0: i don't know i don't know what it, whatever it was that feeling of like that's right
1: you know yeah it's beautiful it wasn't like
0: i didn't even have a visual of like who that person, person was. was it was just like that's right that's what's there. <laughs> We had one of those exercises, but now, like, I'm now kind of, to that point, doing different versions of that, right? Like, my next new job, you know, like, like, what it's going to feel like to wake up and, like, move throughout my day and, like, again, getting fixated of, like, what I'm accomplishing or what did I do, Mm -hmm. but actually, like, how I feel about having a new way to commute to work or, you know, whatever it might be, right? That, again, kind of just starting to end the exercise, and, and I think that's an important part of it is ending that exercise with, like, extracting those feelings.
1: Yeah. What are the feelings? What is it that you want to feel? As opposed to what do you want to
0: have? Because there is a version of how you can do that every day. I mean, if I wanted to wake up by the ocean every day, which also would be great, but like, you know, maybe the version right now is like, look out the window and wash your hands. (laughs) Take a great shower. You know what I mean? Like there's a version of like that feeling of like just hearing the soundscapes of something.
1: Mm -hmm. Maybe. Like I love trees. I always see myself around like, redwoods. Like, I love the forest. I don't live in the forest right now, but I can walk around this neighborhood and touch a
0: redwood. Yeah, you can. You can do those weekly hikes with toast where you're, you know, finding a route that's walking by some of those redwoods. You can get a candle that has redwood scent. I don't know. I'm not fucking with that. <laughs> that doesn't seem as authentic. But. No. Anyways, that's kind of in my bag right now. It's just, Obviously, we're recording episode one in a very present state of wrenching, and in a place that where is she at is being expansive right now. And so, these are the things that have been feeling good.
1: It's beautiful, though. You deserve it.
0: Do you have anything else in your bag that you're like struggling with, going through?
1: I want to talk about euphoria.
0: Whoo! Okay, so clearly, by the time this episode comes out, the spoilers are happening. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about spoilers, guys. I'm yeah. sorry. Get over it.
1: It's such an exciting show. It's a
0: beautifully
1: shot show. Beautifully as well. shot. It's like the fever dream of teendom. Yeah. It's very triggering for me. Mm-hmm. Like Fez. Fez. Oh, fez. 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 For me, because I'm a Californian. It is California. Oh. And he is genuinely. Angus Cloud, is is that his name, Angus? I think it's Ang. Yeah, I Um, don't know what his last name is. It
0: genuinely is like a white boy from the Bay. And we've all known a Fez. We've all (laughs) known a Fez. They might have lived in Oakland, (laughs) Phileo, Hercules, Pinole, El Cerrito. I'm not too sure about like South Bay, but probably. There's probably a San Jose. There's there's definitely a San Jose. For sure, San San Jose. Jose.
1: (laughs) For sure, there's a San Jose Fizz. Oh, yeah. You don't really get to see that archetype, like the white boy drug dealer with a heart of gold. Heart of gold. Heart of gold. My little boy, Ash. Little baby Ash. I actually was pretty
0: shocked, and, you know, obviously, we will see what 2024 of season four is. I don't even...
1: I'm kind of like, we don't need another season. That was perfect.
0: Where else can we go from here? They're maybe about to be, like, seniors or some shit, but... Oh, yes. So with Ashray, like, they really went there. I mean, they didn't really show certain parts of it, but, like, was it naive of me to be like, oh, we about to shoot a kid on TV real quick. Like... (laughs) I mean, we didn't see him get shot. Well, we didn't see him. And my sister was bringing up the fact, like, what's up with Lori so we don't talk about her? Like, she just, oh, well, she just ran off. She just, Rue escaped. I'll let it go.
1: That's why it's a fantasy to me.
0: Totally. That's why the whole, like, dare choose their dare no no no! i was talking about what's the program dare drug resistant like dare yeah how they like wanted to like talk to hbo and euphoria like we might want you to like have a way of like talking shut the fuck up dare i'm like
1: i need people who are dare officers (laughs) who were dealing drugs
0: so shut the fuck up exactly obviously it does make you think about the triggerings and the craziness of even this generation and generations to come of
1: fucking high school life. I, mean, I didn't have the internet, so I don't know what that but life I, is. And we didn't have the internet that yeah, point. Not like that. We no. had chat rooms, but like, who mm. knows if a teenage Brienne would have a secret OnlyFans. You know what I mean? Like, just the things that you can get into now because of that digital landscape exactly. So are so different. But this show is a fantasy. It's a total fantasy. For people who, like, take it literal, I'm like, no, this is supposed to evoke the feeling of being a teenager, the insanity of being a teenager. And it's also semi a story of,
0: you know, the creator, Sam Levinson, like, his journey of being a recovering, like, drug addict as well in those formative
1: years, I guess. I felt like he degree. was the guy that What's-Her-Name dumped. The one that's in the house with Fez and Ashray No, 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 no. Sam, Le- the, that's the name Sam Levinson, the creator. Yeah, he's the guy that my girl Barbie—that's her name in real life. I can't remember her name on the show. Dumped, who's an actor. He was in the play. He was playing. Oh, you think Sam Levinson is that fool? Yeah, that's who I thought Sam Levinson was.
0: Apparently, it's supposed to be Rue.
1: He's Rue. Yeah, he wishes. He wishes he was Rue. That part. He wishes he was Rue. <laughs> I love Rue. She's such a dirtbag. She is. She's like every dirtbag drug addict boyfriend I ever had. Yeah. Just like so charming and, and who are, high. And, you know who everybody feels for is Rue's sister. I mean, maybe that's the next step.
0: And her amazing mother.
1: Yeah, her mom. In the was show, really
0: good. where she was like, "No, I'm gonna focus on the other child actually." Yeah, like I
1: can't deal with you. I love you, but you gotta get it together.
0: We also know a Cassie.
1: We also I've have, been a Cassie.
0: We've also had triggering <laughs> moments of Cassie
1: oh, I've been, it's just as fucking I mean, it is to that
0: point of the fantasy slash taking it to the next of like, it is the fucking end of the world if that one dude doesn't go the right way.
1: Oh my God, the end of the world. Yeah. The scene of the birthday party where she's just steadily getting more and more wasted and dancing and singing to herself, that hurt. That hurt. (laughs) Because I... I know that I have been there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a really good show. Everybody on that show is doing a really good job. And I think that this should have been the last season, but whatever. That's just my opinion.
0: There's a lot of jumps, too, because it's almost Zendaya. like... Zendaya. We haven't God thought about how actors. this show will
1: continue, but we'll, we'll think about it later. Well, it's just the popularity of it. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, we got to keep milking this... Cash cow. But I think that all the actors on it deserve to go on to bigger and better things. Yeah. And they're not teenagers. No. They're actually, you know, in their 20s. And I just felt like it was so well done. It was well done. And just the voiceover of Rue was like, I stayed sober for the rest of the school year.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, that's kind of what gave a little bit of that close. Yeah. Where she jumped straight to that part. Yeah. It was Like, I stayed sober for the rest of the school year.
1: That's all I need to know. Hey, what, what
0: do we think about um, Elliot's song that she sang? How were you touched?
1: Oh, I was like, this motherfucker. Double star? Star? We've I all known what a him. I
0: feel like that would have been my kryptonite. Oh, for Elliot. sure! Elliot would have been my kryptonite. Strumming a
1: guitar? You would have been oof. ethnically ambiguous. So ethnically ambiguous. Who was that woman he was smoking a blunt with? Was that his sister? Was that his mother? Who knows? <laughs> And also, I really, uh, even though he's a psychopath, Nate, I was proud of him for turning his dad in. Yes. But it does not make me like him as a person. He's still rotten to the core.
0: That's what makes it so good about the show is, like, it is the fantasy of the characters, right? Yeah. Like, like I was hella stressed out every single episode. hmm Usually in all the Nate scenes.
1: Oh, yeah. Nate really triggers me. Yeah.
0: But, you know, then you listen to him, like, in real life with his Aussie-ass accent You know, an interview or some shit.
1: I'm like, good job, kiddo.
0: (laughs) Great job, kiddo.
1: I really like that scene too with him and his mom when his mom is like, you know, free. She's smoking cigarettes, she's drinking, but she knows that her son is a psychopath. Oh, yeah. And I just found that so, like, now that I'm a mom, I'm like, yeah, how do you reconcile that? Also, you knew all along. Mm hmm. When she was talking about you were such a sweet little boy and then you turned. And then you turned. And then you turned. And just kind of like her, like being like, this is what I got. He's still my boy, <laughs> but this is what I got. Just, I don't know. Before I would be so quick to be like, ew, you should write him off. But it's like, you can't really do that with your child.
0: Especially if he was a sweet kid before.
1: <laughs> something just fucking changed. Oof. Zendaya. She's a goddamn actress. She's the best. Another proud Bay Area yeah. native. Bay Area Baby. I think my mom is actually friends with her half sister. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're biased, but
0: there's just a version of versatility that comes from being from the Bay.
1: Is that what it is? Am I like I mean, it's not like you, it's, it's not racist, racist like- here because it is, because it is. But there's a but certain a dif- level of integration or something. I think it's I'm sure this happens in other places, but I really felt like I went to a very diverse high school. I mean, I'm from Vacaville, so I know a lot of races. I grew up around a lot of racist people. But well, at the same time, like, we were all still together and we went to the same parties. It's very strange. Yeah. They did not go to my high school, but there was, like, openly racist kids. I mean, it's exposure, period. Yeah, but it was so funny. They would dress, like, does anybody remember how Memphis Bleak used to dress? <laughs> there was a racist kid who dressed like him, but would just, like, wear, like, confederate Flag bandanas. Wow. It was just such a weird juxtaposition. I was like, what exactly are you doing? <laughs> I don't
0: understand. Now we're going to like some deep area shit where it's like people don't even know where Vacaville is, but we do. <laughs> Look it up. Actually, random thought Fez was interviewed by Simon Rex mm-hmm. for an 824 podcast recently that I like listened to like five minutes of and. They were basically talking about two generations of, like, growing up in the Bay. Because, obviously, Simon Rex is, like, older than us, probably. Where is
1: Simon Rex from? I think he's from SF. Oh, wow. That makes sense. <laughs> I haven't seen his new movie. I want to watch it. Red Rocket, I think it's the name of it.
0: I didn't even know that that was a... I was like, why is
1: Simon Rex even It's he's supposed this to school? be really, really good. It's an A24 movie, too. There it is. Mm-hmm. Parallel.
0: <laughs> okay, well, let's see. I guess the end of each episode, we do want to end on a little bit of, like what we call Emotion Potion. And when we really pop in, we're really popping, we're going to have like, I don't know, like I'm hearing like sound effects that might come in and like, you
1: know,
0: oh <laughs> like some bubbling shit. and like a like cauldron? Yeah, like a cauldron. Mm-hmm. This is the cauldron, Jerry Springer final thought, Emotion Potion part. part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Brianna is an amazing esthetician, massage therapist, but you have beautiful rituals and recipes that, also
1: need to be heard and shared with the world. Yes. I believe, especially now, that it's wonderful when you can buy beautiful products. That's great. But sometimes you need to know how to make things yourself. I think especially, not to be doomsday, but we might need to start learning how to make certain things (laughs) just in case.
0: Like, also, do I need to learn how to maybe one day drive stick shift?
1: Is that going to be like some do or die shit? I don't know. Or like, does it not matter? Does it not matter? Cause I feel like, should we even be buying gas cars anymore? That part. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Well, these are things to discuss at a later date, but since it is spring, a good thing to do is to clean your home. Mm. So I have a little all purpose cleaning solution that I primarily use to mop my floors. So you want to have one gallon piping hot water, piping hot people, a half a cup of distilled white vinegar, the juice of four lemons plus one that you're going to slice into rings and place in the hot water, 10 drops of ginger essential oil, 10 drops of basil essential oil, two drops of lemon essential oil. We'll make sure to include this in like our show episode notes, by the way. Yeah. And then get to mopping. Get to mopping. If you feel like you need to add bleach because you want a sparkly clean, you can. I would just do a capful. full. All right. Well, I think what I can add to the
0: cauldron and the potion is just some good spring cleaning music.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously, during this pandemic, I've been having more house parties than dance parties. <laughs> they might be, you know, a party of one or two, maybe more. But if they are a party of one or two and you are spring cleaning, I've been... Recently obsessed with this Japanese-American singer. She's about the same age as us. Hikuru Utada. It is just like real good dance music that you want to maybe dance around your house. You could do it with small children, probably. Oh, yes. You could do it when you're cleaning.
1: You should always be playing music while you're cleaning.
0: Yeah, I think I want to add her to The Potion. I love a good album where you just got some like... 10 to 12 minute tracks. It's just like a good dance track that just
1: keeps going. Building upon itself. Correct. (laughs) I would also like to add one woman to this emotion potion. Yes. I have never truly, you know, paid that much attention to musically. Okay. But I saw her in a movie that is not very good, but it is watchable. And I want to... Throw Lady Gaga, one Stephanie Germana. Wait a second. Into this emotion potion because. Wait, okay, hold on. We definitely
0: need to hear the why. But the how is are we talking about House of Gucci? Oh, yes, House of Gucci. Not a very good movie. Not a very good movie at, at all. At all. All star cast.
1: All star cast. All star cast. Costumes, design, production. Beautiful. I don't know why we need Jared Leto in a fat suit and makeup. Could have done without that, but we're not talking about him, yeah, even though we share the same birthday and we're both immortals. Lady Gaga is so sincere in her performance, so sincere. She put I'm holding her my tongue and soul into that movie. Oh, I don't deny it, it just wasn't a well made movie. But I saw her just as I saw her in A Star is Born, which is a better made film but I saw that this woman is sincere. She's not afraid of what she looks like. She gives the wildest eyed looks I've ever seen. She looks like a real crazy person.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay, so obviously part of the bad movie is that it jumped around way too much. There was no context. It was not coherent. Like, what the fuck's happening? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to your point, she was like just so into every fucking scene
1: every scene but it was
0: so confusing <laughs> especially for like a storyline that needed to review what the real storyline was
1: well i mean why well, do you like, feel that way
0: i'm sorry but like i didn't know the dismantling and the corruption and like how each individual person of gucci like lived their life like obviously ruined was the, the ru- and brand, and ruined the their brand. family business yeah but, like, obviously that was the part they wanted to tell and reveal. And they did a horrible job at it. And they confused the fucking hell out of you <laughs> in trying to understand
1: it. It was not a well-crafted film. I'm not saying that it is. What I'm saying is Lady Gaga is so
0: sincere. Okay, well, then I'm going to play whatever devil's advocate a little bit.
1: Was her accent Italian or Russian? I will say this. This movie is the first time I've ever seen Italian face, i.e. non-Italian actors aping Italian accents in such a way that I found it offensive. It's like Chef Boyardee. (laughs) It was wrong. Jared Leto's uh, accent was uh, <laughs> offensive. That's what I'm saying.
0: I like So offensive. First of all, I don't think anybody's nailing the
1: accent. Not at all. Jeremy Irons but goes you're in and out. you're acting your fucking heart out. She's acting her heart out. And I do believe she is Italian, Italian-American. I don't necessarily know what's going on with Ridley Scott. He's an old man now.
0: Again, you're like... All-star cast and you're like directed by Ridley Scott like okay.
1: Okay. Let's buy this I movie mean, or rent it. Al Pacino's Italian accent left a lot to be desired. <laughs> it is not a well-crafted film, okay? But it just made me really have a lot of respect for how much Lady Gaga puts into what she does. Okay. Which is something I don't think I fully understood. So I'm going back and I'm listening to her music. Wait, okay, hold on, hold on. Why the hell are we adding her to this potion then? Because there's something to be said about someone who puts their heart and soul into something, even though it might be a stinker. <laughs> okay. She came and she tried to do the best that she could. She tried to persevere, despite being maybe out of her depths, but she still did her very, very, very best. And she's been out here for the past six months trying to sell this turkey to everybody, okay? She's been repping that House of Gucci trying to get that Oscar nomination. They didn't give it to her. They probably aren't. They didn't. She was not nominated. Okay. But I can't wait to see what she does next, acting-wise. Okay, so maybe that's the takeaway. We're talking about A Spring
0: Awakening. We're talking about releasing. We're talking about growth.
1: Growth. Also, here it is, guys. Aries season, which is pretty much on the cusp the I youngest sign. And the one the Stephanie spring, Dramata is an Aries. Born March 28th. Okay? She attacks things like an Aries. Mm, she does. She stands strong and tall. And she's gone through her own. She and is. she does things with authority. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So y'all
0: got a good cleanse cleaning product that you will keep and make in your own home. You have really good dancing music. Yes. To do some spring cleaning. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we can think of Lady Gaga. (laughs) Lady Gaga. And her determination. Determination. Her craftsmanship. Her craftsmanship.
1: Her sincerity.
0: To awaken this spring.
1: Yes. I think,
0: like every episode, we need to end on a little tarot. All right. So what else is the spring maybe bringing an awakening for
1: us? We'll see. We're going to go with an oracle deck. So it's going to be like a just one message. No interpretation needed, really. Unless something pops out. We did have a card pop out before we started recording again. And I'm using it as kind of like it's the crowning. This is the moment. The pleasure card. This is the moment. I mean, I definitely resonate with that card right now. That's the moment. It's so colorful, too. And now we're just going to see, like, what's taking us into spring. What do we need to anchor in? Hmm. I like that. I learned it when I took, like, a, a tarot class during the um, beginning of quarantine. You choose a card to, like, anchor in to give you some kind of sense of grounding. I'm
0: also, like, asking a little bit what is growth for the new...
1: Mm. what do you mean what is
0: growth i mean spring for me kind of resembles like kind of that awakening and, and that growth i think you know as the beginning of the year mm-hmm. you're in about like three four months in yeah you don't have to be about so you know the cliches around like new year oh. new me kind of
1: initiation initiation that's a good one that is a good one i'll read the little blurb on it you are currently undergoing a process that, although challenging, is ultimately alchemizing you from lead to gold. You are stepping from one level to the next and transforming into your new self.
0: Mm. That is checking.
1: Hello. Hello. And do it with pleasure. And do it with pleasure. That's right. I like that. That's really hopeful. That is hopeful. At times <laughs> it felt a little dark. That was a lot of hope.
0: Spring. Spring, spring awakenings. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you, friend. Thanks for just making me feel okay.
1: Yeah, always.